the molten lava moon Russell sitting in his little room with his little microphone and his little shoes putting on the lotion sitting by my bed what's up ned (laughs) (laughs) that's not how that song goes Uh, i'm glad you uh started the episode off with that one it's Mm -hmm. it's uh man it's it might be the best part of this whole episode i don't know is it your tops of the episode uh a specific line from it is my tops. Okay, um, okay. And it's, I don't even think it's the best line. It's certainly not the best melody of the song. Uh, if you're curious, we really hopped right into this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is the Never Ending Adventure Podcast. I'm Russell. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm discovering Adventure Time for the first time. And my co-host is... Ned. And I'm a long-time Ned. avid adventure traveler of the show. And yeah. man, we're in season we're on three season now. three. It's yep. fun. Wow. We're in season three, episode two this week, and I'm going to butcher the name because I did not take Latin in high school. Morituri T. Salutamus, oh, which yeah. means... Um, that's got to be right, right? Close yeah, enough. I think it's right. And then, you know, Latin Latin nerds can, can grill me on that, but that's why they're Latin nerds, you know? Sure. But it means, yeah, to for, for the, uh, the we who are about to die salute you. I love it. It just, um, it, it reminded yeah. me, I can't, you know, it's a gladiator thing. It's taken from like Roman context, but I can not, not think of the song like, for those about to rock, we salute you. I was trying not to make that reference because that is exactly <laughs> what popped in my head as well. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's good culture. episode, Ned. I did yeah. this one. I, I, I had a lot of fun checking out. I mean, who doesn't like a gladiator episode or a gladiator movie or something, you know? Like, yeah. I was, I was going to ask you this that. one. Have you, when was the last time you saw Gladiator, like the, the Russell Crowe movie? Oh, what a movie. I haven't seen that in a while. I really enjoy Gladiator. I think, um, what is his name? Joaquin Phoenix yeah. is phenomenal in that movie. He really makes you hate him. Yeah. That's, and what, I that's what you it's, want out of a villain. Yeah. The, the villains that portray like somebody that you just love to hate um, are like movies that you end up loving in general. Um, the, and the that's scene where the, he goes up to his king. dad. Oh yeah, bro. What'd you say about the fight king? No, I said that's kind of like. I mean, that's probably why this episode is good, is because like the fight king's pretty easy to hate in this one as well. You know? Yeah, easy to not like. He's really not that bad. He's not the worst villain we've had, or he doesn't really bother me. He's not significant in any way. It didn't really stand out. But um, to to back to what we were talking about earlier, the song sitting by the ocean or, or oh, yeah. whatever we'll go it's back, called. Back to tops. Yeah, let's, let's go back. It's the tops for me on a tropical island, I believe is what it's called. Uh, the line is putting on lotion, sitting by the ocean, rubbing it on my body, rubbing it on my body. I'm about to go to the beach and I just can't wait to be singing that and annoying <laughs> everybody around me. <laughs> putting on, on lotion, body. sitting by the ocean, rubbing on my body. Like, ah, it's going to be so great. It's catchy. There's there's a lot of Adventure Time songs I feel like that that don't catch it because they come across as like overly improv. And this one like came across as like Jake's definitely sung this song before. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, this is uh very canonical for him. The best line though of this song because of the melody is 
Get me out of this cave. Yeah. Because it's nothing but a gladiator grave. Like, love that melody. And I, I think I might have messed up a little bit, but I'm just not a singer. So, you know, shoot me, I guess. Don't shoot me, please. Um, <laughs> Don't do that, please. <laughs> but that was that was my tops. And the melody right after that is... it's Dude, it's going to be so hard to find a song in this season that tops the Tropical Island song. Yeah, it's going to... I think I'm trying to like... Uh, think of other episodes in this season. I haven't like looked ahead too much already, but um, if the only thing that would top it is if we get some more like really deep Marceline songs and there's some really deep uh, Finn songs. They Some of the deeper Finn songs really don't come until later. Um, so I think this, this might take the cake for best song of the season though. It does. It's very like, I don't know. It's a weird contrast between this song and the rest of the episode, it kind of takes me out of it a little bit. Like it's, it is the tops of the episode, but at the same time, Jake's whole arc, like the B plot of this episode feels a little weird and a yeah. little unnecessary. I had a lot, like, a thought kind of, this reminded me of season one party animal, um, just almost in a different setting. Like when Jake is kind of doing his own thing and it's, it's like kind of immature and it's, um, more him just like wanting to have fun. Uh, and it, it does like, it's a little different. Like in party animal, Jake did want to help Finn, but kept getting distracted. This one, Jake's like, Hey, you just do your adventure. Um, I was there for the beginning of it. I'm just kind of done. Like, I think he just was kind of done. He, he really probably <laughs> rationally didn't think he was actually going to hit lava and that was going to save them. I think he was just like, Oh, no, you know, I, uh, freaking lady leg, locked crushed a gladiator to death i'm done that was uh, uh, that's all the fun i wanted to do yeah he did all he needed to do he's like finn you can take this one until he saw the palm branch and all that we'll get into it as we keep going with this episode uh ned you already nailed my sexy character of the episode though <laughs> jake's legs i want to have your baby jake's legs yeah it's like I, not even jake it's just his legs i just want to <laughs> go was, ahead and say sorry mom but uh thunder thighs Thunder what can thighs. I say? Thunder I thighs. That's, that's a good, I didn't even think about sexy characters of the episodes. That's a good choice. Cause I was, I, my note was like, I appreciated it, but I remember how much you didn't like, um, Jake's lady legs in the, um, Sir Slicer episode, you know, but the were they not my the sexy of that episode as well? I think they might've been my sexy. <laughs> they might've been character of that episode as well. So maybe I did like them because of Patrick's legs from SpongeBob. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, uh, that's my sexy character. I'm not proud of it. Uh, it's not really doing anything for me, but I could see why it would do something for some people. So, <laughs> not yucking any just, um. So you're just a big legs and bums guy. Well, if you're, yeah, if you're into the butt, I don't know. If, if you're into the butt, oh man, that's, I don't know. I I, I was like, it was great, but it's it still a little creepy. Like, I don't well, know, it just, just gave me a feel there. Let's get back from the sexy a little bit and let's go to the cute. I feel like that's a tier, not down, but maybe to the side, right? Uh, the hedgehog creatures at the beginning yeah, of this episode. Hedgehog creatures. Are adorable. Got my lovely of the episode. Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They did. You, you got to tell me why. I don't know. It was just like, it was, you kind of not expected that. And even as the scene as a whole, that they were being rescued from a hamburger monster so all I, my mind could go was <laughs> just the epic battle 
between little hedgehog creatures and a giant hamburger monster. And I was like, I want that episode separately. A little more context would be nice. Yeah, they were adorable. <laughs> they were almost my lovely of this episode. Yeah, well, so who got your lovely then? Our boy, Jake. Jake the Jake dog. Got, Jake got the lovely. He, okay. again, like, I feel weird. I feel like the song is not really... Uh, it doesn't really fit in this episode, but at the same time, I just love it so much. And so I'm happy it's there. And I think the reason he got my lovely is he, the whole episode basically was about him not sticking to Finn's plan mm-hmm. in, in a way. Right. And then in his song and in, in the tropical Island song, he says, if I sit to the plan, I'll turn into a lava man. And he, he just has his own plan. <laughs> He's like in his own world. And that was never the plan, Jake. The, the plan was never for you to actually turn into a lava man. Yeah. But I'm glad. I'm glad that that was his plan. And I'm glad he brought us that incredible song. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it goes to show, like you said, it's him living in his own world. But if you think about it, the episode's kind of dark, like to an extent. And it really needed something that lived in its own little, like it was almost hard to bake in some comedic humor and lightheartedness into the situation going on above ground like in the actual arena um so i was like hey they have like a almost totally separated comedic and lighthearted approach to it and, and pretty much everything that happens outside of that's like dark death like these gladiators crying like and it, it needed that jake aspect you know they went fully into the contrast for sure i i don't disagree yeah. at all and you know what you were saying earlier, like the fight king. I, I don't, I don't, I just don't see him as intimidating. I think it is very dark. What he's doing is pretty incredible as far as the writing is concerned, and and what this episode does. But fight king himself, like I'm just gonna like they call his bluff immediately. They they know yeah. it's a trap, but they're too pumped for the opportunity to adventure and do a gladiator episode, right? Yeah, the adventure um, didn't feel like fighting a villain. It really did feel more like a like a episode, like a dungeon, uh, you know, one room of a dungeon type type deal. You totally. Know? I just, what's the point, Fight King? Is my question. Like, what yeah. is his end goal? What's his purpose? Is this really like? Is he really living a satisfied life by sitting here and forcing <laughs> these gladiators to fight Russell, to the death and then fight each other's? Like, Russell's is worried about the Fight King's happiness, and is he really, you know, fulfilled? I just don't think he's life? fulfilled. I think he's wasting his life by being a total jerkwad. Yeah, I mean, he is. It's, I, I think that's just a, the matter of the fact. But uh, <laughs> you know, that's that was his entity, his little fight demon, whatever he was. You know, I hope he learned a lesson. He also like was scratched up, and his eye was sewn shut, and he looked like tattered and beaten so he obviously had fought a lot and maybe it was like he had to get that sword somehow yeah i think at some point you know i think his whole like you know mantra is like life is about fighting like fight for the sake of fighting and everything like that and that's what he kind Mm. of bestows and possesses finn with but it's interesting. It's kind of like he's not fighting anymore. He's just enjoying watching others fight. So maybe he used to be a gladiator. Maybe he is too old to even get out of his chair anymore. And that's where he's like, okay, I'm going to use my magic powers to cause like chaos in the world now and not actually. Because, th- you know, it would have been cooler if he was like actually like the final boss. Like you have to defeat me. But 
maybe that's well, like a little bit too straightforward. The twist the is plot. great. Yeah. The twist is great, and it makes sense with the torment that the gladiators are going through. But I, I would have loved if he had been like a ghost of a king from, like, uh, the Roman or it was the Romans, right? The Greeks. Yeah. I'm so aware. I know. Yeah, the, the um, Romans for sure. The Roman Empire, right? And he was a king who used to force gladiators to fight, and maybe he died in the arena or something like that, and so he was forever like stuck. In yeah. that world, that would have been a really cool aspect. I don't know, but I, I yeah, am if curious, it, almost Ned, like if they broke the sword, they would have broken a curse, and he would have been like, "Oh, thank you. I've been stuck there for you know two thousand years, like having to." It was a curse of fight. some sort. Yeah, yeah but, but it, like, it, it was some it was sort a, of a curse. But yeah, I think you're you're right though, in the sense that if it was like the curse was broken, and he didn't just like Indiana Jones like seize up like a zombie. If he yeah. was like, oh, you lifted the curse, like, thank you so much. Similar to, like, the other ghosts. If he was part of totally, that whole totally. aspect, it would have been really cool. I didn't even think about that, so that's a good thought. Well, what do you think that death, like, what's going to happen to them? What do you think that death is going to do with the Fight King and all the gladiators? I don't know. I, kn- I know that the Colosseum at the very end, you see, it kind of, like, gets sucked away. So, it all kind of goes up, Yeah. right? But in a weird... I mean, obviously, heaven and hell are not literally above and below us, but I don't know. I was just confused by that. I mean, if we think about Adventure Time lore, he's going to a dead world, more than likely. Um, well, you, we'll get there with you, but he's going to a dead world and probably not going to be a good one either. Yeah. You think death is going to have some punishment for him? Oh, I mean, I, I think death? for sure. Okay. Um, and and I would say death would death in Adventure Time lore would have more of a punishment for him because he prevented other people from going to dead worlds, like he was holding their like ghosts, their spirits from actually like ascending to the next you know quote unquote like next life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I think there would have but, to be some punishment for that. I wonder too. So the gladiator ghosts, like, what is your understanding of this? Do you think that? When they were coming alive and they were saying a phrase or two, that was clearly remorse for their prior actions. Was that like them saying it as we only get to talk to this other person that I killed once in a blue moon whenever someone comes into this arena? And so my only words I'm going to say are, I'm sorry, I killed you, my fault, you know, et tu brute, you know, that sort of a thing. Yeah. Well, good question. Cause I thought, tried to think really deeply on this and was trying to make sense of it. Cause it seemed like weirdly like, Oh, this kind of seems like maybe lame for a second and a little over dramatized, but I tried to be like, like put it in a big picture scope and say, okay, the fight King's trapping people in here. And the story of Finn and Jake in this episode is they're fighting together. They ended up, they end up separated and the fight King possesses his chosen, his champion per se, you know? So uh, what my theoretically speaking, theoretically speaking of this episode is going to be is that they come in as a, as a pair, the fight King chooses one of them to be champion and gives them his like death blessing, gladiator blessing, whatever that they get possessed and they end up killing, you know, their friend at AKA like when Finn like tried to smash up dirt, Jake. And then, they essentially, the curse is lifted and they're just trapped forever still. Um, but when the curse is lifted, they're like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I killed my friend. Um, 
and but that's they were why. definitely apologizing while they were mm-hmm. ghosts when they and, were fighting Finn. But they and, but they weren't apologizing to each other. So I think what ends up happening is like maybe they're stuck as ghosts until they receive forgiveness for their actions for killing their friend. And, so I, I almost took yeah. it as they were apologizing to each other because I think at one point he mentions the names of two of them as he summons them. And then they might have said the opposite person's names. And I could be wrong on that, but it seemed to me like I peer, like here are a couple of things that were said, right? And and some of their injuries supposedly matched according to I yeah. looked it up on Wikipedia, matched the weapons of their partner. But Hyperion, I'm sorry. And then the opposite was, and I'll kill you for breaking your promise. And then so the promise maybe being like, we're not gonna fight, whatever. And then maybe as they had the palms, they were uh, and and granted the the power of the fight king or whatever mm-hmm. into the aggression as you talk about. And then the Etu Burus or whatever, I believe Burus was the one where I was thinking, I'm pretty sure they mentioned that one of them's name was that. Um, but it was, it was interesting. I, I looked up a lot of those phrases in Latin and I also tried to look up uh, cum mission, mission, um, my friend, which means don't fight, but I spelled it wrong and it brought up a bunch of... Uh, porn so <laughs> not a be lot careful of with that one there. <laughs> <laughs> no there's that's uh but no that's that's a, probably a better theory than mine for sure um and i'm trying to think about it now maybe yeah, it's not like a get the forgiveness thing but maybe that's also like the fight king's like personal hell is that they always have to like fight with the person that they killed and and like live basically relive killing that person over and over again and it's like a like a a looped yeah. cycle of a personal hell or something. I think like that's that. like the one moment they have to talk to each other is when they're back alive fighting someone. Yeah. That, that, okay, yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. I like that theory. I'm going to stick with that. You get the theory of the day. Huh. Thank you. I actually have another theory later, which might blow your mind. Oh, so stick we'll around for that see. one. We'll have to see. Well, well, while we, while we marinate in what's coming, we should definitely take a little, little quick pause, a little breather. Hi, I'm Management, and I'm here to tell you about Gladiator Raw this Sunday night on pay-per-view. Come on down to the Coliseum Kingdom and watch your favorite fighters in a battle to the death. First up on the agenda, we have Fat Legs Marcus Aurelius versus Sinbad the Sinful Sailor. Second on the list is Julius Jiggler versus Alexandra the... All right. And lastly, we have Hercules of Hatred versus Scott. So come on down, get your pay-per-view, come watch it live, get a big old ball of popcorn, and come watch some Gladiator Raw. Welcome back, fellow travelers. Welcome. Ned? To the Gladiator uh, Arena. To the Gladiator Arena we go. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever. What day was it? <laughs> whatever. Well, I, think it was, I think it was Sunday. I'd, we had a recording or two. I think it changed <laughs> was, what days it was. I was like... Sunday Night Raw this Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, man. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Jake's got a problem sticking to the plans this episode. Yeah. His plan was to dig for lava and form a molten hula hoop for morale to make the yeah. tomb as fun as a tropical island. Ned, I, it just feels impractical to me. Does it? Does it not? <laughs> 
Yeah, well, that leads into my Jake mistake. Making bacon pancakes. Literally was was not, you know, the whole concept. It was like hula hoop for morale. That was the mistake. And I was like, I don't know <laughs> where that came from. I don't know if Jake just like had a really good day hula hooping the day before this. And he's like, we need to up the morale here. I don't know if it was something strategic to try to keep the adventure light, but it really didn't seem like it was going anywhere. I don't know. Hula, hula dancers have the answers, though. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they and, and they have the answer to a morale boost. I'm not, I'm not really sure about that one. That or or specifically a lava hula hoop being something that really raises morale. Like, is this something maybe. that we've uh, Jake's already already has somewhere the in the treehouse? Like his the experience hips with the legs that he has. I don't know. You know, <laughs> who knows? But that that does lead into a kind of a deep thought that I had behind this episode because we've really had a few episodes where we've talked about Finn and Jake's dynamic and the different ways that they handle adventuring situations, dungeons, whatever it might be. And I thought this one was very uh, similar to other episodes where we're like, we've talked about Jake doing his own thing and Finn learns a lesson. And is it all secretly uh, in part of Jake letting Finn have an adventure and Finn learns something? And I almost was like, oh yeah, this is the same episode as like everything we've talked, but this this is very different, I think. Because I think that Jake's just like, there's no apparent danger here. Finn just like wrecked these ghosts up in round one on his own. Like super easy fight. I think Jake just is legitimately like, okay, I've had my share of the adventure and I'm just going to sit out for this one. Uh, and you can see Finn's kind of bummed from it. You know, that Finn really wanted this adventure to be more about fighting as buddies, doing it together. Wouldn't that be so cool? Um, and not as much, hey, just like fighting gladi Like fighting an easy fight isn't that fun unless you're doing it with your buddy. So that's, again, it's why it truly is my Jake mistake of the episode is Jake should have had kind of some sort of like foresight to go, you know, I don't really want to do this, but... I'll do it with you because I realize how important it is for you to do this together, you know? And maybe that's thinking way too much into like what Finn's feelings were about it, you know? But I don't know. Like, what do you think about that? I think that's interesting. Ned. I think it does play a little into what I would say my theoretically speaking is. Theoretically speaking. My theoretically speaking for this episode is Finn as a master strategist. I think it stems from the Real You episode where Finn wears the glasses of Nerdicon to devise the ultimate science barbecue for Princess Bubblegum, and he ends up creating a black hole which destroyed, which is destroyed by a fourth-dimensional sword after Princess Bubblegum removes the glasses from Finn's face. So my theory is that the glasses had a residual effect on Finn and have opened up his mind to new capabilities. Here he predicts that Jake will not follow his plan and that he will be able to overpower the Fight King spell, and that his acting will grant him the sword, which he then destroys, saving the day. That makes sense. No, I, I, I like that theory a lot, because I think the thing that backs it up big time, even within the episode, without going... I, I think Glasses of Nerdicon might be a stretch for like the residual effect, but I do think maybe it's more of like a Finn becoming a better adventurer, and literally that even stupid little dungeon type side missions like this one are really well thought out too. And we're getting a little bit less, a little bit less gung ho into an adventure. 
But in this episode specifically, what really backs up your theory here is that they predicted, they're like, this is a trap. This is probably what's going to happen. We're probably going to fight Gladiator Ghost um, and all this stuff. And the fact that they even said that from the beginning, um, maybe Jake only got about that far into his foresight of what was going to happen and then was like, oh yeah, like then I'm just going to dig for lava. And Finn's foresight was like, here's probably, there's going to be this trap. There's probably going to be a, be a possession aspect of it. There's probably going to be some sort of eternal damnation aspect to it. So I'm going to ready my mind. Anger's going to take over me. Yeah. Uh, and then how do I use the Fight King's, um, you know, possession spells against him? And so I think you're right. I think it is technically the plan was thought up like before they even got in. Yeah, I just don't really, you know, my it's just a theoretically speaking saying that maybe the glasses of Nerdicon are still affecting him in some way. Yeah, could probably well, I agree that not, that, that foresight in that episode yeah. of Finn writing down, here's how I'm going to make everything chaotic and everybody fear for their life and everybody else so scared and then come in as the, hey, it, it just randomly turned out all right, but Finn had been technically planning it all along, you know? Yeah, so it I, just I feel that it's going to work out that way. It's a good theoretically speaking because you're like, this has happened. This literally has happened before. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Where he planned it all out and he had a bulletin, li- or a bulletin list, you know, saying what was going to happen, even down to Princess Bubblegum taking the glasses off. It wasn't nearly that um, construed or just ridiculous this episode, but yeah. Well, the uh, gladiators cool. and the Viking are a little bit more. I don't know, predictable of an adventure than fourth dimensional black holes, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Man, the the branches of Palm, I had to look that up. I was curious what that was all about, why he was being granted Palm branches. And, and even mm-hmm. then, I don't know if I really understand why Finn had to eat the branches, unless <laughs> you have a better idea about that. <laughs> I don't think eating it was, I think that's, was to help uh, better his case to show that he was freaking crazy. Even though he so, wasn't, he was like selling it, you know? Yeah. So in, in Greek mythology, though, they symbolize victory with integrity. Uh, mm. It's a symbol of Nike, the Greek goddess of victory. Uh, and Romans also bestowed palm branches to celebrate military success and winning athletic athletic achievements. So Interesting. That makes a lot more sense why he's being granted palm branches. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that goes in, in with, uh, the Bible too. And like Jesus rides into the city and they all lay down palm branches. Like, I think, isn't it supposed to be, cause it's, it, again, Jerusalem was part of like the Roman empire at that time. So was that like, like a similar type Roman custom that they were doing there? Yeah, um, I guess yeah. so. I'm not really Something sure. Something like that, but it's cool. It's the <laughs> it fighting with integrity. Um, and yeah, the, the, the symbol of like a, victorious athlete because yeah we i almost decided to go into i decided not to i should say of like what are my top 10 gladiator facts and i was like that'll be really boring <laughs> you know did you know uh, that we could be gladiators did you know that gladiators were actually like celebrities and i was like okay if we just go off into a gladiator speech i think people get super bored which brings me to everyone's favorite segment russell's top three fig facts <laughs> <laughs> okay kidding. I was going to say, what are your, if you Get could it. create a fake fact about gladiators. Palm branch facts. Nah, they used to kill each other that. with palm branches. <laughs> no facts. No facts this episode. <laughs> uh, um, I, I have a couple fake. of them. I have I've a... Nothing that oh, I don't think... Oh, um, Nettie's factoids. Oh. 
Well, thank Is you that what that we're out. getting into? We're getting into just a, just a couple of them. Not uh, really what they could have brought in with some gladiator lore, Coliseum lore. They could have had some cool, cooler references in my opinion. Okay. Um, but, uh, the, you are right. The first fact I had is that they, it was like confirmed that the gladiators, uh, had the wound marks of their like counterparts. Like if you had a sledgehammer, there's like a sledgehammer out of your head. Um, I looked it up. The fight king sword reads to fight is to live in runic code, not in Latin though. Fascinating. Um, what is so runic code? Do you know? I'm not sure if I know what runic code is. Uh, I think it's like an if yeah, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's like a super ancient, like more Viking esque, uh, like Germanic type um, language that was written. And I'm not. I don't think it was spoken. I think it was just written. But okay. correct me if I'm wrong on that. Yeah. Cool. Um, the sound that Jake makes when he builds the dummy version of himself is the respawn sound from Guardians of Sunshine. I was like, oh, that's kind of a fun little like callback. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, when Finn asks the Fight King for the bigger sword, the Fight King yells, finish him, which is just a callback to Mortal Kombat and be like, finish him. Um, and then Finn speaks a lot of Latin words um, in this episode. Uh, when he's kind of like slashing through everybody, it's, you know, like one is like be gone and the other one is Perry. And that, in my opinion, I left this as the last factoid because I kind of thought it was another, like it kind of proves that he was somewhat possessed. Otherwise, like why would he know these Latin words? So he was in control the whole time, but I think him yelling in Latin does go to show that there was something in him that was like in kind of making him go crazy for sure. I I was wondering when he started acting. I think that was the question, you know, to my theoretically speaking, at what point is he acting? At what point is he having to fate the fight King? Cause he kills a fake Jake, right? I think he's only able to do that because he knew it was fake. He was, he was aware enough because I think even in his possessed mind, I think, killing Jake, quote unquote, would have stopped him. It would have knocked him out of it, right? Yeah. I if think he, actually he was he might he have been acting it. before that even. Yeah. That's I mean, I think I couldn't tell. And I there's probably not an answer to it. I would imagine that no, that was kind of just like I think so. not a deep enough episode to where there was some sort of moment of on or off. Um but yeah, I think him speaking Latin though definitely proves it wasn't all just an act for sure. No, totally. Yeah, the I bet means be gone, Aludair, which I'm probably saying both of those wrong means Perry or to Perry. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, pretty cool. I I liked that. I thought that was a neat little detail they threw in there that was totally unnecessary, uh, but made the episode a little bit more fun. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Well, in talking, speaking of fun, I just had to ask in general if you were a gladiator yourself, like what would be what would be your thing? What would be your like weapon? slash fight style can, of choice. Can I have a katana? Dang it, that's mine. But that's not gladiators. That's I know, way but I guess gladiators. I was like, I, dual, I would for sure dual-wield katanas. But Dual-wield katanas. Yeah. I think you. there's a sword slightly smaller than a katana that would make more sense for dual-wielding that Samurai's also carried. I can't remember what it was called. No, um, don't even want it. Want you want... S- Full-scale katana. Full-size katanas that you're going to dual wield. Okay. In Roman Empire gladiator times. How heavy is a katana? That's what I want to... An Uchi katana 
which is the the classic samurai sword. Um, let me just maybe do a little research. Do a little research on your uchikatanas, but I mean, it's two handed. No, it's t- in theory, and you know, they're meant to be two handed weapons. So yeah, you yeah, can do that. One point two kilograms. Just look a lot fine. cooler. It's my Elden Ring character has dual wield katanas, so I was like, yep. I, w- I want to be that. So Ned's got insane dexterity. Uh, exactly. If you're doing a never-ending adventure D&D campaign, which I don't even know how that would work. Ned's dexterity level is through the roof with those dual-wielding katanas. <laughs> I dig it. It's true. I, 99 decks for me, for sure. For all my Elden Ring decks. For all my I've Elden Ring fans the out there. The flail seems Dude. kind of useless but i've always kind of dug the way it looked you know it's it's so unique of all the weapons out there that, especially in gladiator world there's nothing yeah, quite I, like the flail i can't i I'm, in theory in games and even concept i've never been a fan of the flail i've never used one i just think they're really cool looking yeah i mean i'm not gonna i'm i can't say i think not, it's totally impractical um, yeah it's it's very impractical so if you won't let me have katanas, then I think I got to go with dual wield small swords. So, okay. I'll probably go with a broadsword of some sort. Just and straight up, straight up William Wallace style. Like, like a long, well, or a long sword. I don't really know. Is a broadsword a long sword? I want, I want a small shield, a small, like easily movable shield. And I want a sword in my other hand. I want that classic gladiator vibe going for me. Uh, no you. cape, though. I don't want a cape. I feel like capes are a <laughs> no, great way to no capes. lose your life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, what's your name from The Incredibles would agree. As, as for sure, Edna Mode. Yeah, Edna Mode. Um, Ned, all right. Well, I got to. I got a little theme here. Um, okay, give me your you theme. Kind of not a lesson. Your, not a lesson, but you're, you know, you had a Finn and Jake kind of theme going on. I've got a similar thing. My theme for this episode is that there's a power in knowing someone well. I'm not really sure how to describe that, what a better word for that is. Um, but I believe in this episode, so Finn knew Jake's weakness of not following the plan. And he could have, if he wanted to, exploited that in order to save only himself. He could have totally forgot about Jake and gotten out of there by knowing Jake's weaknesses, just like the gladiators that killed their partners. I think each one of them knew the other person very well and knew their weakness. And then they took advantage of that and killed the other gladiators. So in the theme of uh, the power that comes from knowing someone well, I think there's something special about letting your guard down and letting other people in. And that's why uh, the people that you love can hurt you the most. And that's why it's so hard for people to let their guard down once they've they've been hurt before. Yeah, well, so are you also saying like maybe... uh... Like, you think Jake's going to be a little bit more careful around Finn now, like, because of this? No, I think I think Jake, uh, Finn didn't take advantage of that weakness, right? Like, Finn took advantage of the weakness in the sense that he knew what was going to happen, and therefore he saved both of them by planning for Jake's weakness. What he could have done very easily, though, is exploited it, killed Jake, and saved only himself. I, I don't think yeah, Jake see, has anything to worry about. I'm just saying that there's yeah. something very special just in general about knowing other people and knowing their their weaknesses, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, I, but I also know that, like, maybe if Finn was, like, truly possessed, then, yeah, he would have done that. But he, yeah, he would have never... Sure. He would have never gone into a situation 
Well, I don't uh, think you would. Have. This that, isn't really a theoretically speaking. This is just yeah, kind of like yeah. hinting at the themes of the episode. But but what I was going to say is there's another side to that coin. Uh, however, where the the strengths that come with this vulnerability, the vulnerability of knowing someone very well, uh, and by being vulnerable, you allow like true relationships to foster. I feel like you and I, you know, getting uh, drinks and pizza together. You know, when we first moved up to Nashville. We spend a lot of time letting our guard down, right, and, and chatting and getting to know each other. Um, and I'm, I know Finn and Jake have had plenty of pillow talks. I mean, pillow talk in the dorm with your roommate is a great place where that happens. And yeah, the the summarize of this or the the positive side of this vulnerability in my mind is that the sum of the bonded partnership is far stronger than the sum of two strangers. Okay. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I see, and I see where I see what you're saying there is that they're like the knowledge of it is uh, Finn's knowledge of Jake and kind of who he was and and being able to predict the whole situation like was powerful enough too to where he could like manipulate. He knew exactly what Jake was going to do and thus used it to their advantage as well. Yeah, he did. And 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 every other episode we've ever seen, they use each other's strengths and weaknesses to their own advantage. I mean, Jake's suit is a great example of this. Like they would not be able to pull off Jake's suit if if Finn was not fully aware that that was possible and that we could make this happen and this is a good strategy for taking care of uh whatever yeah. we're about to fight, you know. Yeah. Well, I I like that you brought up that point too. I think that goes along with if my like lesson in in kind of theme that I was talking about earlier um, with Jake kind of, you know, letting Finn off go do his own adventure. He didn't really want to, but it kind of reminded me like a more of like a real life situation where like, hypothetically speaking, you know, you know, I've, I've got my wife, Jackie, we love to do stuff together, but you know, obviously, you know, you may not want to go do something sometimes. So hypothetically speaking, like what if I was, if I was really hype and I was like, dude, we're going to go to Lowe's today. We're going to do a shopping at, um, you know, home and garden center together. And I got really pumped because I thought I was going to get to do that with Jackie and she was going to enjoy it as well. And Jackie goes, oh no, you know, maybe today I want to take off. I'm just going to stay at home and chill and watch TV. You can go to Lowe's, get what you need, have a good time, whatever. Um, you know, I wouldn't be mad at her. It'd be like, you just told me what you wanted and it wasn't bad and you don't have to come along with me. But I'm somewhat kind of hurt by it and somewhat kind of like, uh, and not hurt, but per se, but be like, Hey, I'm a little bit bummed that something I was hyped about doing together. Now we're not. Um, but that ties along with your theme there, I think in the sense of like also knowing somebody like Jake should have kind of picked up that when Finn seemed really bummed that Jake didn't want to do this together and follow their kind of like duo fight gladiators plan Jake should have kind of had the, I don't know, what do you call it? Situational awareness that, okay, maybe, maybe I will just go help Finn. Maybe I won't go and dig for lava. You know, this is, this is more important to him than digging lava is for me. You know? True. I, I, I'm a little grateful that Jake didn't see it that way because he made for my tops and my lovely. <laughs> yeah, we, we got a good song out of it. <laughs> As a, sung- as a viewer, I'm glad he didn't. But but I agree. I think if he was um, being thoughtful or if this was a situation that really would have mattered, I think at the end of the day, like sometimes going going to Lowe's or, or fighting this gladiator fight, this wasn't 
um, something that he knew was very meaningful to Finn. And if he thought at all that it was meaningful, I'm, I know we both know that he would in a heartbeat drop what he was doing in order to go with Finn to, to exactly. fight those gladiators. But well, at a bare minimum, I, th- I think at a bare minimum, Jake's learned a lesson in the sense that even if, he, if Finn's going to go take charge or, you know, be the lead on an adventure that he still has got to like watch his back. He, that means that like he doesn't get to take the day off when Finn's going to take the, take the lead. You know, he's still like, cause he kind of pops back up and he's like, Hey, I hear some two gongs up there. Let me see what's going on. And that he was too late to like save Finn from getting like curse sorted or whatever. So that's why I kind of was like, Ooh, you still like, you take that off, but like, make sure you got your buddies back too. Like, don't just hardcore bail and be like, Oh, you want to go like extreme mountain biking down a, (laughs) down a, Oh yeah, cool. Do that. Like I'll, I'll call you in a week. Be like, maybe I should call you like as soon as you're done and be like, did you survive? You know? Yeah. I mean, Finn is a fantastic adventurer. I just don't know if I would say that he is quite at the level to where he doesn't really need Jake yet. And again, to what I was saying, them as a sum are far stronger than they will ever be. I think even when we see final Finn, whatever form that is, or, or what I, you know, speaking theoretically, whatever he is at the end of this episode, I think he will still be better off with Jake. Yeah. Oh, constant, constant theme of the show too. Like constant theme that they are so much better together, like emotionally as people and and as well as adventurers too. So man, good lessons from this one. I didn't think we'd, uh, we'd get into some good meatiness with this. So we did. And I'm, I'm pretty proud of us. Well, my other lesson is uh, hula dancers got the answers, so. <laughs> and maybe my other lesson is like something about lava hula hoops is uh, very, very boosting to your morale. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you need a morale boost and that's what it is, man. I've been thinking about getting one of those little hula dancers for my front. Uh, oh, your like, little, your dashboard on your car. Dashboard. <laughs> i thinking about it. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but. Yeah, I, don't I, know. I, I actually caved in terms of just uh, something that makes me smile every day for my car, I got I got the little Han Solo dice um, to put on my rearview mirror, and it makes me pretty happy. So, so if it's That's something awesome. like that, just do it, man. Just do it. I've also noticed uh, when I was at your house, what two weeks ago now, mm. that you had the the big metal balls behind your car. That was fun. <laughs> oh, Didn't yeah, know you were I've one of those guys. Oh yeah, yeah, guys. Oh yeah, you, you know me. You know me. I've got them on my car. On my, I got them on my Crocs. <laughs> You know, I'm just going to start uh, gaslighting our fans into thinking that you're just some just weird <laughs> dude. <laughs> I'd have a Ford F-350 with big old balls on the back. Yeah, there you go, man. I yeah. love it. <laughs> well, my rec for this episode is uh, go on a hike and get outside. Did that this weekend with Allie. We went um, to a local hike spot with her dog. And man, it was fun. We were outside for so long on Sunday. And it just made for a really peaceful and joyful day. So Good. go do that. Get outside. Yeah. Enjoy the I sun. Need, I need to do that. It's summer I need season. to stop being so busy all darn weekends. And so I have a free Saturday to go do that. Dude, you need to discover some parks around you. I know. We and went down to one Atlanta, Atlanta recently. And we only got to go there for like all of 20 minutes. But I was like, I want to be here longer. This is nice. Yeah. Well, um, thank you guys. Unless Ned's got a, a better wreck or another wreck, not a better wreck. All wrecks are equal. 
Yeah. Uh, well, my Except recommendation is uh, Blanton's Korean Barbecue this week. Yes, it's what? and Korean Barbecue. It always is Korean Barbecue. No. What is your rec? Uh, Blanton's Whiskey. I went to a oh, very my... bougie wedding this Is that last what you're weekend. drinking right now? No. No, I can't. I can't afford Blanton's Whiskey. Okay. I went to all a right. very bougie wedding this last weekend, and all they poured was very nice Weller and Blanton's and poured unlimited of it, and it was phenomenal. <laughs> okay. Cool. I'm jealous. Sounds great. And I'm jealous of last weekend, Ned, right now. Last weekend, Ned. Uh, best weekend, Ned. Best weekend, Ned. All right, well, tell us where all these lovely travelers can follow us. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for hanging out for another episode. And, uh, man, it, it's been good. I We've had just, I mean, this is a couple of weeks. Um, I mean, you're going to hear this after this comes out. But we had our best week ever with the podcast this yes, week. Yes, we hit 400, over 400 downloads just today, today. which is like wild, far and away our best podcasting day in over a year. 10,000 travelers on TikTok and a thousand, we've just hit a thousand on Instagram. I mean, you know, I don't even know. It's just so cool. This is such a neat little community that I feel like we are actually building especially when people are commenting and like getting involved in the comment section and the TikToks and then sending in travelers log stuff. It, it feels really cool. Uh, and we can't thank y'all enough. Yeah. Um, but you can follow us if you don't, I think you should at never ending adventure podcast <laughs> on Instagram, uh, TikTok at never ending adventure cast Twitter at NEA underscore podcast, email us at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com for any of your thoughts, opinions, episode thoughts. If you just want to ask us a personal question uh, or try and embarrass us in some way. You want to know what color Russell's undies are. Gray. Uh, If you... (laughs) Sorry, great. Um, (laughs) No, they're gray. They're gray. Great gray. They're gray right now. Um, You know, check us out on YouTube. You can always still... Uh, give us a review and we'll shoot you a sticker. As soon as uh, those come in, they will be sent out. Um, and yeah, just thanks y'all so much. Every Tuesday, new episode next Tuesday. I don't know, Ned, do you know what we're talking about? Ooh, let me take a look. Episode oh. three, season three. We're professionals. Well, I guess we're not professionals because we're not paid for doing this. Um, so we're volunteer uh, podcasters. Oh, we moment. got um, we got a Marcy episode next week. It's gonna be oh, a good one. Yes, we yeah. not only get a Marcy episode, we get a little bit of Marcy and her past coming in to play. Which, ooh, building Marcy Cannon is so fun. Man, I got my sexy character of next week already planned. I'm not sure. You might have it. You might. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, depending. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Um, y'all party forever. Love you guys.